0: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Justin Bonnet. Welcome back to Let'sGrow.Work, hashtag LFGFam, where success is in the details. Today, we got a special guest, somebody I've gotten to work with in her profession. Audrey, please go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hey, everybody. I am Audrey Bankhead. I am a real estate agent. I currently work with Boulevard Homes, and I'm pumped to be here.
0: Yeah, we're super excited. We're super excited. How long have you been with Boulevard?
1: so i joined boulevard at the beginning of this year prior to that i was with keller williams um i've been in the real estate industry since i was 21 years old so while a lot of my friends were going out and partying i was learning the industry and probably one of the best decisions i ever made i i started out my career as an escrow officer in california so here in georgia closing attorneys are the people who close your deal make sure title is clear Make sure everybody follows kind of the terms of the contract but in california where i'm originally from it's what they call an escrow state so i was behind the desk almost like the hub of every wheel i i I look at transactions kind of like a wheel there's the hub and then there's all these spokes and everything kind of has to work together to get the deal done so i was um, an escrow officer a senior escrow officer for about 15 years prior to becoming an agent. And my experience as an escrow officer is kind of what propelled me to want to be an agent. Um, man, escrow, whoo, grateful for the experience. Do not miss the environment, man. It's like 60 hour work weeks on the regular. I, literally half my job was trying, was providing evidence of why something that went wrong in a transaction was not actually my fault you know, just as as the person in the middle, just handling the documents. Um, And, you know, it was an incredibly dog-eat-dog world. Um, You know, your colleagues are also your competition. Um, You know, on the corporate side of things, there's always office politics. And, you know, when you're in an environment that doesn't nurture you, it can really change who you are as a person. And once I had kids, I started thinking about who do I want my kids to know? Who do do I want them to know me as? And I didn't necessarily like the effects that my job were having on me as a person. And I I thought, man, I need a change. Um, And in California, because the amount of years that I'd had as an escrow officer, I qualified automatically to sit for my real estate broker's license without having to actually work as an agent first. Um, So I was in the process of studying for that broker's license when all of a sudden my brother, who also lived in San Diego, California at the time, announced to our family, hey, I just got this awesome CEO gig, I'm moving to Rhode Island. Um, And then a couple of days later, my parents said, hey, you know, we know you and Jake, that's my husband, you and Jake have talked about moving back to Atlanta. Um, you know, after the kids were born and Nicholas and Rian are going out there now. So we're just going to move to the East Coast as well um, so that we're already back there because, you know, when you guys move to Atlanta, you'll have Jake's family. So all of a sudden we were two working parents with two children under the age of three with zero family in town. And when your kids are little, having family in town is such a huge help. You know, it's like if somebody gets sick, and you can't stay home from work, you know. Having that backup there is really important. And I just kind of looked at at my husband. and I was like, okay, I think the universe is telling us it is time. It's time to go back to Georgia. Yeah. So I put in my month's notice with my escrow company, and at that time I was actually working for a fantastic um, escrow company called Foundation Escrow. Okay. Um, uh, but I decided I was like, okay, I'm done. Put in my month notice. Came out to Georgia kind of decided to take a year to just chill, study for the exam. And then I got my license here and it's been just going off like gangbusters ever since. I feel like I really found my groove.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally working with you and seeing how you operate, obviously we were friends first, which is sometimes uncommon. um, But to see how you operate professionally and to just experience everything with you was absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, there's plenty of real estate agents out there. And it's like, I really feel like you've set the bar as far as just your service skills and everything else. And anytime somebody is like, Hey, do you got a real estate agent? I always try to make sure I put you out there because your follow up and yeah, your hustle is amazing and, um, extremely important, you know, and I know real estate is one of those, it's it's very entrepreneurial. Like as far as there's no like set hours, you just kind of got to go with the flow and create your own hustle. Uh, As far as that, and like, you know, you mentioned you have two children, husband, all that kind of stuff. How is that something that you balance and have you found like a good balance in that or is it still?
1: That's such a good question. You know, it's something that I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about because, you know, in real estate, like I'm, I create the leads. I am responsible for handling everything start to finish. If I'm sitting back on my rear end, there's no money coming in. So like the incentive to be on top of my game and constantly focusing on my business is there. But I do have a family and I got stuff I like to do. I like to play tennis. I like to play my guitar. I I like to spend time with friends. So like, where is that balance? And for a long time, I kind of would beat myself up like I'm not finding the balance. I'm, I'm working too much. I need to spend more time with my kids. And then I had this kind of aha moment. And i thought you know when you see somebody balancing on like let's say a high wire and they've got the little bar they're not standing still they're not perfectly balanced balance is a constant series of movements and corrections and you just have to be i think always super aware of what your needs are in the moment because sometimes i have the need where like i want to be working constantly right now this is the season where i need to have you know 110 percent of myself in the game and then there are seasons where it's like all right i can take my foot off the gas a little bit everything is going along you know let's take a family trip let's do something but i think what people have to realize is like you're never going to be balanced you know every moment in your life every season in your life requires something a little bit different and you have to kind of always be making little series of corrections and i will say you know The one thing that I'm so grateful for with my escrow experience is I'm comfortable behind the eight ball. I have been behind the eight ball more. I practically live behind the eight ball. Justin, (laughs) you've got to learn to be comfortable. And I think with that experience of just kind of being in a dog eat dog world, being in a the best hustle is going to get the best paycheck type of environment. And also, you know, one of my favorite volleyball coaches used to say, excuses are for losers. You either won or you failed. You either succeeded or you did not succeed, and there's really nothing in between. And I don't, I don't like excuses. I like learning experiences. I mean, everybody screws up, right? Some of my best teaching moments have been learning from mistakes. But what is it, Yoda? You either do or you do not, right? Um, and I think that that perspective is also really helpful when it comes to balance. Like, hey, I missed the boat this time. I'm not balanced. Like. I clearly need to cut back on junk food, or I clearly need to get more sleep, or I I clearly need to spend more time with my family. As long as you can be comfortable behind the eight ball and comfortable saying, hey, I screwed this up and I need to learn from this mistake, you're gonna move forward in a positive way. You're going to be more balanced. Again, I don't think perfect balance is possible. I don't think it's an achievable goal, but I think constant improvement, that is something that you can actually do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree 100%. And it's all about having those people in your life and in your circle that understand that it's not just cookie cutter, eight to five, I'm done. done, You know, Um, I don't know if your husband is an entrepreneur, if he has, you know, if he works an office job.
1: Yeah, he's a he's an I.T. guy, but he's it's okay. pretty much nine to five. There's the occasional like, hey, we got to go to somebody's office after working hours and yeah. pull up cables and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think if we were both entrepreneurs, oh, my Lord, that that would be very difficult. It's, it's kind of helpful to have one person with a really regular schedule and then but my schedule being all over the map. Um, you know, having that one person with, with a little bit more regularity is certainly helpful, at least for our household.
0: Yeah, for sure. It keeps the, keeps the construct a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, What is uh, something you enjoy the most out of real estate? I know that's probably a super loaded question.
1: But I know the answer and it's the reason that I, I decided to be an agent rather than just being in more of the corporate side, which is Mm -hmm. what escrow is. Because when I moved here, I could have easily gone to a title company or a closing attorney and just plugged right back in because I already know the job obviously I'm not an attorney I wouldn't have been acting as an attorney but I know all the behind the scenes I could have gotten a perfectly fine 9 to 5 benefits the whole nine yards but you know the reason I got into real estate is one you know I like being my own boss I like setting my goals I like setting my schedule I like having the flexibility where, you know, I I work when it makes sense for me to be working. But the bigger reason is I I love people. I love connecting with people. And I I genuinely, it sounds so cheesy, but I really genuinely love helping people. I love seeing the look on someone's face when we find their house, you know, when I'm working with buyers and, you know, I can tell it's like there's this statistic that says, Someone's going to know within the first eight seconds of walking through the door of a home whether or not that they would want to live there, and getting to see that happen over and over again—it it truly is joyful. I mean. It, buying when people are buying a house this is where their kids are going to have their birthday parties this is where the christmas trees or the the menorah is going up i mean home is such an incredibly special place for most people and so to get to be a little bit of a part of that it just it it really does give me joy and then on the seller side when we put so much effort into prepping a a property and marketing it. And then we get a kick-ass offer and my clients are just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like for me to be able to take a little bit of stress out of that process and make them actually enjoy it. That gives me a lot of satisfaction as well. But really it's that I get to choose the people that I work with, you know, in my, in my old real estate life, I did not have really much choice at all. And I took a lot of abuse. (laughs) quite frankly, from clients and customers. And in this side, it's not like it's all easy and roses. I mean, it is definitely stressful. It's a lot of complicated stuff um, and it can feel overwhelming sometimes. But at the end of the day, there's almost always that lovely interjection of true joy of, of connecting with people and helping people and seeing them grow their wealth. You know, for the average person, Home ownership is the defining factor in whether or not they build wealth. Okay. And so to be able to work with what I, you know, regular people like you and me and see them moving along that journey, that that is really meaningful to me, to me as well, because, you know, I grew up not wealthy at all. You know, there were times where there wasn't much in the refrigerator. There were times when Christmas was very lean and watching my parents struggle and seeing how much stress they went through and then how that changed once they were actually able to buy a home, like that has stayed with me for my whole life. And so being able to help other people kind of start climbing that ladder as well, it, it means a lot to me on a personal level as well.
0: No, that's that's awesome. And that's well said for sure. And I mean, it's kind of like what we do in our business model as far as the detailing side of things. Is seeing that customers, you know, reaction and the satisfaction, and because you got your home is your first biggest investment, and then your car is your second. You know what I mean? And it's it's extremely right. intimate place, and yep. to be able to help somebody make it better and to see their reaction and to get like those clients on you know repeat business and things like that, it's overwhelmingly joyful for yes. sure. And then meeting people again, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast. Is all the people that I've met, I felt like I was doing a disservice if I didn't tap into it and share everybody's story because we all have different stories yet. A lot of them are very similar, especially, you know, entrepreneurial based people with the hustle and the grind and and things like that. So it's really spectacular to be able to have, you know, you and some other people that we've had on here. And again, like, you know, your clients seeing the reaction and building those relationships and watching people grow. I mean, I got clients that, you know, were child free and single and now they got 10 year old kids. It's crazy. like. It's
1: you're absolutely jacking up a lot more crumbs out of those cars now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. No, 100%. What do you feel um, is something people don't realize about being a real estate agent?
1: Um, I think oh, there's, a, there's a misconception and uh, God bless all those shows on Netflix that show these Women in eight inch heels and mini skirts going out and just picking up $200 commission checks. So it just seems like it's so easy and it, it really doesn't take much effort. Um, that is definitely a Hollywood glamorized version of the job. I mean, it is a rise and grind situation. You know, if you're not working every day, if you are not actively pursuing new business, you're dead in the water. You know, you're, you're, there's a saying that I used to have um, as an escrow officer and it's you're only as good as your last month. You know what I mean? Every single month you need to be punching up and trying to succeed more. And it can be thankless. It can be, um, I mean, it can take over your life if you let it again, coming back to that balance portion. Um, so I think that there's a perception that real estate agents don't really do much. And they just kind of get overpaid for for showing a couple of houses and then sitting at a closing table. And it goes so much further beyond that. I mean, you need to know contracts in and out. The contract changes every year. So guess what? Every January I've got my butt in a continuing education education class, figuring out, hey, what has changed? How do I need to protect my clients? It's a lot of analysis watching what not just the real estate market is but hey what are treasuries and bonds doing what is the stock market doing stock market doing how is this affecting interest rates how is this affecting buyer and seller sentiment there's so much that goes into it and it's not just showing my clients the houses that they want to see it's previewing other inventory in the area to see, okay, how does this house stack up to this house that's priced, you know, a few thousand dollars differently? And what does that tell me about what's going on in this local market? So there's so much behind the scenes that has to happen before an agent is truly qualified to help. And I think that people just look like, oh, you you know, your transaction was was 30 days long and you just made, you know, 15 grand. It's like, yeah, but I showed that person homes for, oh, here's my cat joining us. I showed that person homes for like five, six months and wrote multiple offers before we actually got something to the finish line. You know, there's, there've been clients that I've worked with and gratefully so again, because it's not just about money for me and it's not just about, you know, setting my own hours. It's really about connecting with people. There have been some folks that have, that we've taken such a long time that by the time I got a paycheck. It was definitely like I was earning minimum wage if we broke it down by hours, you know. But, you know, then the return on that is I truly believe that when you treat people well and when you do your absolute best work for people, they remember that and then they're going to refer you to somebody else. So all of my business, you know, I I get the occasional lead from some of this like, oh, hey, I saw you sold this house in this neighborhood. I'm looking. Those are pretty rare most of my business comes from word of mouth and referrals. And I am so proud of that because that tells me, just like you, when you get a repeat customer, Mm -hmm. someone has you coming back every two weeks to detail their car, you know that they think that you've done a good job and they appreciate that level of service. And the same thing for me, when somebody sends me their mom or their sister or their cousin, I I can't, I mean, it literally makes my day. I'm like, yes, I, I hit a home run for them. I wasn't just imagining that I did a good job. I actually did a wonderful job. I gave these people the service that they deserved and then some, and so they're sending somebody else my way. It's it's truly, it sounds so cheesy. You know, you always see an email um, signature line, a referral is the highest compliment I could receive, but it's true, it really is true.
0: Absolutely, it's, it's fruits of your labor in a sense because of you being who you are, putting in the work, being authentic, which yes. is the long game, right? Just yes. like one of the one of the products that we distribute for is called Shine Supply, and one of his things is work hard and you know stay passionate and trust the process. Yes, yeah. like as long as you stay key to those characteristics, things will start to come along. It's gonna take time, yeah. but you know I'm 15 years in my overnight success. You know, just like yeah. you.
1: right, so, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and there's this there's a saying, and I I don't remember if it was Gary Keller who said it, but there's a saying that says. We must be able to withstand the monotony of success. And the monotony is whether I feel good or not, whether I have energy that day or not, there are certain things that I have to do to keep my business moving forward, to keep my family fed, to keep everything kind of on track. And so I I often remind myself, like, if I'm feeling low energy with some days or feeling overwhelmed, I'm like, it's okay, Audrey, this is the monotony of success. You've got to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, you know, it's funny, I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today. And I think a lot of a lot of people think, you know, oh, it's hard work pays off. And yeah, it does. But I really think it's more strategic work that pays yeah. off. Like, where's your strategy? How are you setting up your time to be successful? Like, what are you doing? And, and one of the key habits that I've created that I will never give up because it has served me so well is... Planning, planning for the week. Every Sunday evening without fail, once the kids are in bed, I'm sitting down and I'm planning down to the micro level. Like, what are my kids eating for lunch that day? What are we eating for dinner as a family? Do we need to shop for anything? What clients am I calling? Where do I need to leave empty space in my week in case somebody might wanna go out and see a house? You know, it's that micro level of planning so that when Monday morning rolls around, I'm already proactive. I am on my A-game. I know exactly what I need to be doing to stay on track for my week. And if there are any other entrepreneurs out there listening, if you don't have that habit set already, I think it is one of the key factors. Like a lot of um, newer agents have often asked me, because when I first got licensed in... Um, Atlanta. You know, the average realtor makes like forty-eight thousand dollars a year. It's it's not a whole lot of money. They close maybe four or five deals. My first year working as a realtor in Atlanta, I closed I want to say eleven or twelve deals, and people were like, "Oh my God, what do, what are you doing? What can I, how can I copy this?" Yeah. And I had to remind them, I'm like, "Listen, I'm not new to the business. I'm a fifteen-year real estate veteran already. I know this inside and out. I can speak intelligently to people. I, I clearly have a passion for this." And that's not something that everyone comes into the business with. So I had a little bit of an advantage coming in, but the thing that I would tell new agents is, it's all about that planning. When I started doing that, everything took off because it was it was not just hard work, it was strategic work. Yes. I was looking at my week and saying, okay, where do I have time to work on this? What do I need to be doing with my time? What worked last week for me that I wanna repeat? What didn't work last week that I wanna eliminate this week? So I think the strategy part is absolutely critical for anyone that's, that's running their own business.
0: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly we started doing that at work. Like we will compare the week, you know, like the first to the eighth the ninth through whatever throughout the Mm -hmm. month. And if we're five, you know, transactions below, then we got to get it up. And just, if we just keep grinding a couple numbers more per month, the end of the year will be incredible.
1: It's constant monitoring. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's just being intentional. And, you know, a lot of people say cash is king. I think I've said this before, but for me, it's data is king.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. You cannot manage what you don't measure. You can't manage what you don't measure.
0: Yeah. I'm going to start putting all these quotes that I'm learning from people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I call those the golden nuggets. And I'm like you, like, I always have my ear out for small, simple phrases that have a huge impact that you like, you're like, oh my God, yes, that's a truth. I'm taking that. I'm holding on to it. A hundred percent. I love a golden nugget.
0: Absolutely. Like, well, you're talking about the monotonous, you know, and doing that kind of thing. And it's like, for me, it's, I think it's David Goggins that said embrace the suck. Like you got to go through it. Um, I love him as far. Yeah. He's amazing. He's, he's just a whole nother level. It's insane. Yeah. As far as your planning, is this digital or do you write it down in like an actual pen and paper old school method?
1: I used to be old school pen and paper. And then I just realized that's just one more thing I got to carry around. So I do everything in my calendar and it's nice because I've got my work calendar and then my husband and I, we have a shared family calendar, um, that we both have access to on our phones. So at this point it's all all digital. And I'm grateful for it because, you know, it's like your whole life is in your pocket. You pull it out, you double check. And I mean, I'm telling you, Justin, there are some days that I am so busy and that day is so jam packed. There's like maybe 15 minutes of downtime. I'm yeah. like checking calendar five times a day just to make sure like, wait, what am I doing next? What yeah. am I doing next? But to have the information already in there and you just check it and then you get on to your next task. It's huge. You know, I'm I feel like I'm never chasing my tail, which I'm very grateful for. Because, you know, when you start chasing your tail, you're in a spiral, right? Yes. And and very difficult to get out of a spiral. So, you know, that planning, that organization. And I mean, honestly, it never takes me more, you know, when I first started doing it, it would take me a couple of hours because I, I was just not good at it yet. Mm-hmm now, man, I can get that planning done 35, 45 minutes. And it literally sets the tone for my entire week.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And going back to the busy schedule, Grant Cardone, I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with you call him. I mean, he's hes a hustler beyond hustling. Uh, yes. One of his sayings that I've stuck with me is commit first, figure the rest out later. Yes. And that's thats what it is. Like sometimes a client will text me, I'll look at the counter. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll figure it out yeah. and I'll put them in. And then somebody else just miraculously reschedules. I'm like, cool. It all worked out. Yeah. Now, I think that's really important. It's very interesting, though, uh, being in the game as long as you have been to be all digital. Because I go back and forth between paper and phone. Like I'm digital for everything. But there's something about writing it down. It's just different. Yeah.
1: Yes, there is. And there when I'm doing long term planning. So let's say when I'm sitting down, you know, within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be putting together kind of my focus and my vision for my business for 2024 that i do with paper and pen i like it i like to have a quiet room maybe some classical music sometimes i'll put on a candle make it romantic for myself (laughs) and i've got my my pad and my paper and i'm writing out you know in categories what i want for my business what do i want for my family what do i want for my personal growth you know be that health and fitness be that taking on a new hobby whatever it is that i do like to do in pen and paper because when there's been research done that when you are putting pen to paper it it creates a synapse firing within your brain and you are more likely to connect with the goal that you are writing down on paper than if you were to just be typing something into your laptop you're going to remember something more and often you know if i'm working with a new client i, I always do a consultation at the beginning that i typically do with pen and paper as well and then i'll transfer it into my digital notes and my laptop or or what have you but i like to have that connection. You know, I'm talking to somebody, I'm writing things down. It helps me remember things on the fly. You know, when I'm out seeing somebody, a home with somebody, I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember you said X, Y, Z in their consultation. And they're like, oh, and it makes people feel like, okay, this woman's paying attention. She actually really cares about what I want. This is not just about this person making commission. This is about this person actually wants to do the job that I need them to do.
0: Correct. What you do again, very, very well.
1: Thank you. It means it really means a lot to me to hear you say that. Since you are oh. a former client, <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. But but that's my goal. You know, I really love seeing people get the win. I love to win. I'm a, I, I've realized in the last few years, I'm a lot more competitive than I really thought I was.
0: <laughs> but that's <laughs> so really love, the internal fire,
1: right? Exactly. It's it's. I love to get the win, and I love to help the people that I'm helping get the win.
0: Absolutely. You, I mean, you want to bring those around you up with you and to share that positive energy and success. No, I, I totally understand that. So you're with Boulevard now. Is Boulevard like a nationwide company? Are they local?
1: Great question. They are right now local to Atlanta. It's a small boutique brokerage. And so it was started by a wonderful woman named Susan Brown, who was my team leader when I was at Keller Williams Buckhead. And the first time I met her, I just was like, man, I love this lady. This is somebody who I would always want to work with any day any time and so at the end of 2022 she decided to go for a big dream of hers which was starting her own brokerage and so she started it up and then in april of this past year 2023 i went and joined and i i haven't looked back it's been it's been a wonderful experience and you know i i loved working with keller williams it's a very large company yeah. and you know there's nothing wrong with it at all they're fantastic at training and uh, so many golden nuggets I learned from being within that company. Um, but I was just ready to be in a smaller environment. I really wanted to know all of the people that I was working with on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, and I love it. It's, it's a tight-knit group. They are so focused on delivering a luxury experience, regardless of price point. Like, I don't care if you're buying a $150,000 condo, or if you're buying a million dollar property, you should get the same level of wonderful service regardless.
0: Absolutely. Because it all snowballs. And again, it's all community and it's all about who you know, and just, you know, 100%. 100%. So Boulevard is, where are they located in Atlanta?
1: so their offices their main offices are in buckhead they're right near the shops at buckhead so it's a little dangerous because there's a lot of places that i want to go in there and spend money i'm like no (laughs) go into the office (laughs) yes exactly that is
0: awesome how many people are with boulevard right now
1: i think we're at 20 agents right now so again small boutique but we have people all over atlanta and i'll tell you I mostly work out of my home office that's that's one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur in the real estate game is i get to work from home which can be a little bit of a blessing and a curse sometimes i have to close my office door and be like i'm not staring at that giant pile of laundry i can't do it right now that's not what's on my calendar at the moment we're gonna we're gonna you know do that when it's time to do it so it, it definitely can be a challenge with with time management and focus but man, I love working from home. I mean, it's so funny. I've, I'm like, right now I'm like business on top and I've got my um, exercise <laughs> leggings on the bottom and nobody would know if I didn't say something right now on the podcast.
0: But you know what? That's what happens. It's like, you just got to go with the flow sometimes. Like you said, yes. when we first started, you had your landscaper people, but you know, we got things to do. So we're just going to keep yeah. working and push exactly. through it.
1: If anybody hears the uh, the uh, lawnmower outside my window, yes, they they came today. <laughs> I didn't know they they kind of come when they can, which is which is wonderful. And this is so funny. So my landscaper, um, who's a wonderful gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, the way we found him is I just saw his truck parked across the street from me at our old house. Yeah, and I was like, we Jake and I had finally decided. Listen, we are losing the battle with our yard. We wanted to take care of it ourselves. We were like, okay, let's be real, we're failing. <laughs> We need to call a spade a spade. We got to hire somebody. So, I mean, he was just across the street that day. I called him up and he did such a fantastic job and was such a lovely person that I started referring him out to different real estate clients. Awesome. they Loved him. And so I've given him so much business that now I get a really good price for my yard. And it's like, I'm like, listen, for this price, you come when you want to, (laughs) and I'm just thankful every time. So he's here today. But again it's that connecting people you know there's a zig ziglar saying it's like if you give enough people what they want you will get what you want exactly and i i believe that that is so true um and you know the other thing i really love about my job is you know usually by the end of a transaction i've become actual friends with my clients like you know you go through a process like that that is often stressful very personal uh, a lot of ups and downs, especially at the, the market. The last couple of years, it has been insane. You know, I again, I've had clients where we've had to write eight or nine offers before wow. we finally accepted on, on a home for them. And when you go through something like that, I mean, it feels like you're going through battle with them and, and you really do become close friends. Like I've got a couple of clients um, that we go out to dinner every every two to three months and it's not a business dinner. It's just it's it's friends now. And I love that. I right. I love that so much it's it's grown my world because especially in this business where i am so constantly nose to the grindstone like it doesn't leave a whole lot of time for socializing yeah. and so it's nice that i'm like picking up all these new friends just by doing my job it's amazing
0: absolutely and that's the same thing with me as like you know we go to a lot of car shows and do stuff like that it's like i love being at car shows i love people it all comes together and mm-hmm. it's staying at the forefront too. It's like, oh, as soon as I need, you know, real estate, who am, oh yeah, Audrey just posted on Lober Local. Let me go talk to her. So that's it's, right. it's staying in front of people and just, you know, having the omnipresence. It's extremely important.
1: Well, All right, I think Audrey, before
0: we say it again.
1: I to say, you know, I think one of the things that's so special about you and what you're doing is, you know, there's like, there's a lot of people running small businesses. There's a lot of people doing car detailing. But what I love about you is you are so upfront about like, hey, this is what's going on with me. I'm I'm struggling. I'm working to grow. I am trying to get up to that next level. And hey, how are you doing? What's going on in your world? Like you're a very inquisitive, honest, authentic person. And I think that that really is kind of unique. I mean, just the fact that you're doing this podcast is, it's, I think it's amazing. And I, I definitely think it'll help your business, but I think it's going to expand your world in ways that you would be surprised by. When you when you look back next year yeah. at the end of 2024, you're going to be like, holy crap. I, if somebody <laughs> would have told me last year, this is where I'd be, I would have said no way.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I well, first, I appreciate the kind words. Means the world to me. And yeah, it's like, I put it off for like a year. And yeah, support and people keep asking me and I kept like putting out there. So I'd like forced myself to do it. And I just I almost got mad one day. I was like, screw it. Let's just let's do it. And then my guy Danny that I've known for 10 years that I met on Instagram who lives in New York. Uh, you know, he and I did the first episode. He's a detailer. I was there like started. I knew him before he took his full time leap and all that kind of stuff. So being yeah. able to see him grow. And people hearing that and like needing to hear that before they take the jump and quit their real job, like Mm -hmm. Thomas Butler with Butler lawns. He's going to be our next, our next podcast. Um, So extremely excited for him because he's, I think uh, going full-time in March. So having an episode, he is, he's extremely amazing. And having an episode with him before he takes that leap and then to see where he's going to be next year's, I'm super looking forward to it.
1: Super, super excited. Really cool. Um,
0: So awesome. Audrey, thank you so much for your time. Before we roll, just let everybody know where they can find you, how to get in touch.
1: Yes. Y'all can find me at AudreyBankHeadHomes.com. You can shoot me a text at 678-824-2148. I also pick up the phone, but it seems like everybody wants to text these days. Um, and then you can find me rolling around in Lilburn most days as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Let's grow work. Hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. We'll talk to you guys next time.
1: Thank you, Justin.